You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Thank you, my familia. So good to be with you guys here. Let me ask you a question. A couple of questions. What if somebody you love's heart stopped? I am sure that a lot of us would be calling 911. And I believe a lot of us would definitely get into prayer mode. But what about... Doing some CPR. Would that come to your mind? CPR can bring somebody's heart back for sure. And it's interesting that in the Bible, there's many stories that talk about hearts being brought back, about resurrection from the dead. And we're going to get into some actions that one particular story might make you ask, hey, is that CPR? We're going to get into one of those stories, so stay with us. As we learn how we ourselves, if we take particular actions, we will be blessed. And before I share what I'm about to talk about today, I want to remain sensitive. My heart is sensitive to those out there that have lost somebody where perhaps CPR was performed and they didn't make it. So my heart is with you, our church, city tribe, our hearts are with you. You know, Pastor Doug said, I work as a chaplain in hospice, but before that, for over 20 years, I worked as a registered respiratory therapist. And I did a lot of CPR. RTs are part of the Code Blue team in hospital settings. And I would say, I was trying to calculate, okay, if I worked for 20 years, how many times did I do CPR? I calculated over a thousand times. If I did CPR once a week, it comes out to 1,040. My wife says, yeah, but what about those nights when you had like five codes? Well, that's just an average. A thousand times where I was either compressing or delivering breaths through an ambu bag. That's an ambu bag right there. That's the way we ventilate. Somebody during CPR. I remember my first Code Blue experience as an RT student. I was in a clinical rotation. I was in the military at Fort Sam, the old Brook Army Medical Center. Kind of tells you how old I am. But here's something that says how old I am too. Back in that, that day, the RTs used to carry a pager. For you youngsters out there, a pager is something you clip to your pantalones, your pants, and it beeps with a phone number that you call. That's just before cell phones. Wow, I am old. But yeah, my first experience was I followed the RT just to observe. And sure enough, his pager went off. And here we go to a code blue. I want to tell you that that experience was very intense. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Very intense. I remember like yesterday, but I remember so many codes where I thought, man, that person should not have died. So young, 
They look healthy. Then I remember other coats where they surprised me. Wow. Luckily, most of the time, the codes were situations where they were resuscitated. They were brought back. Their heartbeat was brought back into them. And I'm talking about CPR for a couple of reasons. One is I'm going to mention a story in the Bible, but also I want to speak to you guys that are eagles. Those volunteers out there that serve at City Tribe in one way or another, whether you're serving you know, in Kids City, City Youth, Tribe Leader, Cultivate Leader, out in the parking team, the safety team, any, any volunteer at City Tribe, we are bringing CPR here on July the 22nd for our volunteers. So if you don't have CPR training, come sign up July 22nd right here in the Cameo. You can go to our website or you can go out and talk to the Tribe Connect tent. This is just for volunteers. So guys, this is your chance. If you don't have CPR, get certified. Get certified. You know, when I was preparing for this message, I read up on these stories about people being raised from the dead, heartbeats being reestablished and resuscitation or resurrection. And one of the stories, I'm like, wow, this guy was like a prophet. He must have been certified in EMT or something to do what he did. And I'll get into that. You'll see it too. But Ten stories in the Bible that talk about people being raised from the dead. Here they are on the screen. Right? You can do your research on it. I'm going to put them back up there a little bit later. But I'm going to hone in on that second one. Elisha's story. Right? But just, just real quick, I want to mention the one in Matthew. The one with that says the various saints in Jerusalem. That particular story, I've heard it in the past, and it freaked me out back then. And when I, when I thought about it again, I'm like, wow, man, that is amazing. That story talks about people coming out of the grave when Jesus was resurrected. Check it out for yourself. It's in the book of Matthew. But that's kind of crazy. But I'm going to hone in on Elisha's story. So you guys, please stand as I read this particular text of God's word. It says this. It says, when Elijah came into the house, he saw the child of lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself upon him, and the flesh of the child became warm. And he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Before you sit back down, turn to somebody next to you and say, bless you times seven. <laughs> Have a seat, guys. Have a seat. Bless you times seven. Isn't that kind of crazy? The child sneezes seven times and come back to life. I'm like, what's up with that? Here's what I think. This is the Joe Mena commentary version of this. I think that God was like doing a complete and perfect Blessing, because the number seven stands for that completion. It's the number of a completion. It's the number of perfection, right? I couldn't really find anything like, ah, oh, that's that explains it. But that number is very significant. So bless you times seven. I think he was telling that to Elisha and to this mom, because you think about it. Not only did he raise the child from the dead, but 
And so the child is blessed. The mom is blessed. The father is blessed. The house is blessed. Elisha is blessed. And who knows how many other people were blessed through this child in the future. Complete blessing. Perfect blessing. And the actions of Elisha are very particular. And I think when we do some of these actions in our lives today, I think that we too can be blessed times seven. So take action and be blessed. That's going to be our big idea. Take action and be blessed. So as I was studying these various stories, right? The first resurrection I learned is from Elisha's predecessor, Elijah. And between these two guys, they're very similar. Their stories of raising two boys. Each one of them raised a boy. One from a widow and one from who was not a widow. But Elisha's story got more details in it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing, these details. So I'm going to hone in on some of those. And by the way, for Bible trivia, this section in the Bible, if your Bible is one of those that has like the little titles per chapter, per section, it's called Elisha Raises the Shumanite Son. The mom was from this area called Shunem, right? I don't know if that was a town or a region, but I want to share five things with you today that we can pull from this section of scripture that I believe if we do these actions, we ourselves will be blessed. We'll be blessed. And they all start with the same letter, and it's the pirate's favorite letter, which is R. That's a free alley joke for you guys out there. Ali, there's your joke. <laughs> Here's the first R. The first R stands for room. Make room for God. That last song that our worship team sang, that is one beautiful song. Make room for God. Make room for God. Take a look at the actions of Elisha regarding this, this boy that died. You'll notice that Elisha came to the house, went to Elisha's bed, his bed. Right? That's because the mom, the scripture says this, it says, when Elisha came into the house, he saw the child laying dead on his bed. That's Elisha's bed. The reason for that is because the mom had told her husband, hey, this is a man of God. Let's make a room for him on top of our house, a literal kind of upper room where God's presence was there because of Elisha. So the mom took him to that room and was blessed because she made room, right? For us, where do we go? What room do we go to if something's going on and our heart stops? The ER, right? The emergency room. And that's the way this woman kind of figured there's somebody in this room that can bring my son back to life. Just like the ER might be able to bring you back to life with some CPR, you want to be where that possibility, getting that heartbeat started again, can happen. So practically speaking, how do we make room? How do we make room for God? Well, we can definitely create a physical space in our house. And actually here at City Tribe, 
we steward God's presence in every service. You might see this little message that's going to be on there behind me. We want to remain sensitive and make room for God's presence. He's here. And we want to realize that as we step into our church. So you'll see this message sometimes up there as you're coming in. So we're making room at our church. God is present. We're making room. But for us at home, what can we do? Well, you guys, I'm sure, have heard of like prayer closets. There's a movie, The War Room. You can have a closet, a little hiding place. Give me your back deck, porch swing. Could be a chair somewhere in your yard. Could be somewhere in your house, bathroom. Somewhere where you get alone and make room for God. Yeah. At our house, my wife has this particular area that's, that's her place, right? It's outside on our, on our porch. That's her chair right there on the right, right? This is her place. It's, it's on our deck. She's got some plants there, some tomatoes, and they're getting dried up with this heat. But that's her spot. She makes room. And sometimes I like to sit there. And she's like, that's my chair. <laughs> But yeah, you can make room. It can be a particular spot. It can be random. It can be very, that's my spot where I'm making room. Make room. The woman made room and was blessed. She made room and was blessed. So, make room and be blessed. Make room and be blessed. What's the next R? Well, the next R stands for retreat. Retreat. Notice, notice what Elijah did. So he went and shut the door behind them, behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. He went in, shut the door behind him, and prayed. He retreated. He got alone to try and resuscitate this child. He got alone. There was no like commotion like some of those code blues I've been in. Lots of commotion. No, this was just him and the child. Perhaps when you're ministering to somebody, coming alongside somebody, it's just you and that person. Or maybe it's just you and God. Retreat in prayer. How can we do this? Well, the same, same way. You go to that particular spot, retreat, pray. One of the things that I like to do is I like to walk. I used to call it hiking, but hiking is a little harder. So I like to walk, right? And sometimes I get to walk at these beautiful places. Like last weekend, I was over in Utah. That's me right there hiking, walking. Easy trail. Look, it looks pretty flat. But beautiful Zion National Park. But it can be... San Antonio Riverwalk Trail. It could be down your street where you can retreat and pray. Right? What's the next R? Retreat and be blessed. The next one is relate. Relate and get close to someone. You know, nowadays with COVID, after COVID, people are kind of like hesitant, getting close. And I'll tell you the truth. 
I never did mouth-to-mouth CPR in the hospital. I don't think most healthcare professionals will do mouth-to-mouth. They'll usually do mouth-to-mask. We used to carry a little collapsible one-way mask. We <sighs> give breath that way until the crash cart got there with the, with the ambu bag. But mouth-to-mouth, no, we didn't get that close. But check out what Elijah did. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. That sounds pretty darn close to me. And sounds like literal CPR, right? It almost sounds like CPR. Matter of fact, there's some commentaries that say that this is probably the first place in the Bible that CPR is documented. Now, I'm not so sure about that, but it could be. It could be. And check out what that second part of the verse says. It says, he stretched himself upon him. To relate and get close. He stretched himself upon him. And after researching that word stretch, I learned that the Hebrew word for that means to prostrate oneself. Prostrate basically means to get down low with your head down. Right? Another, another uh, meaning is to cast self down. Stretch self. This is what I see Elijah doing when he stretched himself upon that boy. This here is a CPR mannequin. I see Elijah doing this. Prostrate, to prostrate himself. Hands to hands. Mouth to mouth, eyes to eye. This position is like Lord, I need you. Help me. Help this child. Getting down. Close. Relate. Let me ask you a question. I asked myself this question when I was studying this. I ask myself, have I stretched myself? Have I prostrated myself for the sake of others? Have you? Have you stretched yourself for the sake of others? Relate and get close to someone and be blessed. Be blessed. The fourth R is repeat. Check out what the scripture says. Elijah, then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. He did it again. He repeated the action. It's like this time you're saying, Lord, I'm not giving up. The first time the body felt kind of warm. The second time he did it again. And the child came back to life. How many times do we repeat things that are important? We're going to do them more than once if we really want to succeed. In CPR, they give medications repeatedly during the code. They'll give compressions. Start them over again. 
restart compressions. Repeat. They'll deliver the shocks, the defibrillation, and the doctor says, clear. They'll do that sometimes more than once to get that heart going again. Repeat and do it again and be blessed. Repeat, do it again. So recap, what are those four things? Make room for God. Retreat to prayer. Relate and get close to someone. Repeat and do it again. I want you guys to say those four main words so that you can, another R word, remember. Remember. So I'm going to have one, each word come up by them one at a time. And when it comes up on the screen, I want to hear you guys say that word. Are you ready? Ah, hijo, otro R word. Ready. Ready. Are you ready? Here we go. Room. Retreat. Relay. Repeat. Let's say all four of those words together. Ready? Room. Retreat. Relay. Repeat. Room. Retreat. Relate. Repeat. Here's the last R. Remember I said five. Here's the last R. Reveal. This story reveals Jesus. It reveals his resurrection. It's the most important part of the story. God made room for himself on this earth and became a man. Jesus. A man, God man, that would retreat often to prayer. Jesus retreated to prayer. Jesus relates and gets close to those people while he was on earth and still does it today through his Holy Spirit. Jesus stretched himself literally on a cross for you, for me. And Jesus repeatedly through his grace and his mercy forgives us again and again and again. This story reveals Jesus. I mentioned to you guys that when you're reading the Bible, especially the Old Testament, look for Jesus. You can see him. Have you put your faith in him? If you do, you will be blessed times seven, perfectly, completely by Jesus. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting kind of love. Consider this about this story. All those 10 stories, you can put those back up there. For you guys that like to research and 
do a little Bible study, take a picture of that slide. All those stories. The last one about Jesus' resurrection is totally different. Totally different because he raised himself, God's power. Different because all the other stories of resurrection, those people, they died again. Their hearts stopped again. But not Jesus. Jesus lives. Jesus lives. You know, I mentioned that first story of um, my first experience as an RT student in that observation mode in my clinical rotation right there at Fort Sam. And I watched all this commotion entering the room, the RT, putting the bed, lowering the bed. The crash cart comes in. There's a backboard on that crash cart. They slip it underneath the patient. They check the pulse. They commence compressions. Another person comes in, starts putting leads on this patient. Right? The doctor comes in. Where are we at? Stop compressions. Let's take a look. He says, give this med, give that med, continue CPR. All this commotion. Intubated, put that tube down to make breathing easier. Shocks, clear. All this commotion. I'm watching. I'm watching this. And through all of this, so I'm there watching this go on for, I don't know how long. It seemed like an hour, but I don't think it was that long. Old gentleman. The doctor finally said, let's call it. Time, 3.16, stop CPR. Everyone in the room, this is for real. This is a real memory in my head. Everyone in the room starts taking their gloves off. You have multiple nurses, a couple of RTs, a doctor, some residents, interns, Start taking their gloves off. They're walking out of the room, putting them in the trash can. I didn't leave. The other RT took off with the rest of the crowd, and I stayed in there. And the commotion went from, like, all this noise and sounds and words to complete silence. Complete Stillness. I'm talking like no breath. You can't hear it. I can't see his carotid palpation or his chest, his heart beating just from observing. I don't hear the air going in and out of his lungs. Stillness. Stillness. Now, here's a reality I wasn't in shock. Matter of fact, I thought, man, this is what I'm here for. I felt invigorated at the same time noticing all this. 
Now that I think about it, I think, man, one of these days, I am going to be that still, that quiet. You, I hate to tell you, you yourself, one day, your chest is not going to be moving up and down from breathing. No pulse. Still as can be. And when I think about this, for me, for you, a verse came into my head as I was writing this message. It was this, be still and know that I am God. And the thing is, we can be still and know God right now, today. You can be still in the past and have known God. You can be still in the future and know God. But one day you're going to be super still. My prayer is that you know God. Because even though you might know him now, you're really going to know him then. And for those that don't have faith, you're going to know God too. Jesus makes the difference of life with God or life separated from God. And it's a concern. It's a concern that I have for you. It's a concern that I have for my hospice patients. I want you to really know God. How do you really know God? By knowing Jesus. Know Jesus. So that one day, when you're this still, You'll know him, be with him for eternity. And Jesus says this, he says, because I live, you also will live. My prayer today is that you be spiritually and physically resurrected to be with God. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Be blessed. Times seven, completely and perfectly. You know what? Maybe today is a day for somebody out there that has not put his faith in Jesus. Maybe today is a day for somebody to take that action and be blessed. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Let me close in prayer, familia. Father, Oh, Lord, you are amazing. You give life, you take life, you give it back. So, Lord, I pray that right now, if there's anybody out there that has not put their faith in you, that if they're feeling the tug right now from your Holy Spirit, Father, I pray that they would say, yes, I believe in Jesus. He died. He stretched himself on that cross. And I want to make room in my heart for the first time.
He was resurrected three days later. By himself, by your power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, that you relate to us. Thank you, Father, that you reveal your son, Jesus Christ, through your word. Thank you, Lord. That spiritual CPR and the literal CPR being provided out there by healthcare providers. Thank you. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, familia. Just a couple of reminders before you go. Thank you for your generosity. If this is your first time here, don't worry about giving. Take this service as our gift to you. But for those of us that give here, come here regularly, there's four ways we give. Your giving is providing for spiritual CPR. Your giving is providing for literal CPR training. We are getting a big discount because we're City Tribe and because we're generosity. So thank you. There's four ways to give right there on the screen. Thank you so much, guys. Also, tribal orientation is happening today at one o'clock. If you want to learn more about City Tribe, you're new or you've been here a while and you want to learn how to get plugged in, tribal orientation is a step for you. One o'clock in the cafe. If you have already been to tribal orientation, the next step for you is Purpose Lab. Purpose Lab is where you'll figure out how God has wired you, your strengths, spiritual strengths that you possess, right? And guess what mine is? It's mercy. Huh? Come, wow, a chaplain, mercy. <laughs> but you'll figure out your spiritual strength, right? Check it out. Register for that because there is an assessment that you do before you go to that class, which is next Sunday at 1130. You can register at citytribe.church slash events for Purpose Lab. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Will you guys stand up and speak a blessing before you go? Familia, take action and be blessed. Take action and be blessed. Make room for God. Make room for God in your life. Retreat to prayer. Retreat to prayer. Relate and get close to somebody and then repeat. And may God reveal Jesus in a powerful way in your life. I love you guys. Have a great day. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.